Welcome to Lovin' and Leavin', the podcast where a divorce attorney and a family therapist talk about the issues that affect relationships, marriage, love, and divorce. I am one of your hosts, Mark Schoendorf. I am a practicing divorce attorney in the Chicagoland area. And I'm your co-host, Denise Ombre. I'm a therapist and I help individuals and couples in the northern suburbs of Chicago navigate relationship issues. And we are here to talk about the different things we see in our professional lives when it comes to relationships. Like jealousy. And infidelity. Personalities. And abuse and everything else that causes people to leave the one they love. And whether or not those things can be fixed. So welcome to Love and Leave. Hello, Denise. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. So here we are, episode one of our podcast. Episode one. We are going to talk about... Not enough money. Not enough money. Yep. Which is... A big problem in relationships. It's a big problem. I see a lot of it too. I see a lot of it. It's a big problem. How how big of a problem is this? Well, it's one of the most common reasons people end up in trouble and end up fighting. And uh, what, what kind of, okay, of course, obviously. Yes. Because that's the world we live in. There's not enough yes, money. there's not enough money and, and, for most and, people. But people are, people are spending too much? Well, some people spend too much. Some people actually don't spend enough or according to their spouses, don't spend enough. What? They have different spending habits. They have different views on money, and that causes a lot of conflict. So what? how many of your cases or your therapists or your, your, your patients have issues where there's not enough money? I would say probably 70% have issues where there's not enough money. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And is that, but then someone's not spending enough money? Well, they're, they... They have very different views on money. So one person thinks they don't spend enough money. One person thinks they spend too much money of each other. So if, if, the, if one spouse thinks they need to send the kid to private school and the other spouse is like, no, we need to save that money, um, that's, a, that's a big conflict. So where does, where does that come from? Well, I think our spending habits generally come from a a lot of it comes from how we see our parents spend money and we go one way or the other we either become savers like they were or we go the opposite way that they went and we become spenders Mm -hmm. and so so then there are people who are sort of being cheap and honestly be cheap but being frugal being really frugal you know in the relationships to the to the death of the relationship exactly to the death of the relationship and so what do they do with that money um, they, what do you mean? What do they do I mean, when they save money. it? They save it and save it and save it. And sometimes they leave it to their children and sometimes they, you know, just stack it up. Is it because they have, they have a fear of not having enough money. Okay. And that usually comes from, and that often comes from the, the fear that the parents had of not having enough money. Okay. What about the, um, like, you know, one spouse spending too much money? That... Yes, that is often a problem. And where does that come from? Where does coming not spend, or spending too much money come from? Yeah. Well, I think that's usually a reaction to, to um, parents' spending habits. Mm-hmm. Either they saw a parent spend way too much money and they never got control of their own spending, or they saw a parent who was super frugal and they reacted to that and started spending too much money of their own and, and never kind of grew out of that. Okay. Because so what I see, obviously, so I'm handling divorce cases and a lot money is 
always an issue in a of divorce course. case, obviously. Um, and it's also a large chunk. I, I, to me, I feel like people who don't have enough money to go around, mm-hmm. uh, that's, it's a common problem and sort of endemic of, you know, uh, of a divorce case. But is there anything about people who have to sort of live in a certain lifestyle or in a community and keep it, you know, keeping oh, up? Keeping up with the Joneses is a big, big issue. You, especially now in the social media age, because you see on Facebook, everybody's got the newest this, everybody's got the newest that. The kid has the, you know, the the seven-year-old with the iPhone 7. And, you know, you think your kid needs the iPhone 7. I mean, it's gotten ridiculous. I, I, I think I saw a, a good way to put it, which I think it was on Facebook, actually, is that on Facebook, you see everyone's highlight reel. And That's you only see right. your behind-the-scenes uh, right. garbage. And so, of course, you only show people what... what uh, you want them to see which is you know look how amazing things are i know lots of couples that are struggling but on facebook if you looked at their facebook page they would look like the best couple in the world right so then how do you how do couples deal with that uh so let's say you know i mean is there a resolution there's a way to get through that i think there's a way to get through it if if you have serious um differences in how you spend money i think the one of the ways to get through it is to get some counseling over that because you have to get on the same page. Counseling on on the money issue alone. On the money issue alone. Okay. Are there are there people that do just that? Do you do that? I mean, I don't know. Um, I do do that. I don't. I mean, it's we don't always just focus on the money because obviously other issues impact that and come up when you start talking about money, but. Um, yeah, the, it's one of the things you need to get on the same page about to have a successful relationship. Okay. Um, obviously we both have requirements. We can't, we can't disclose particulars of, you know, of, of, but have, have there been like case studies or things that, that, uh, uh, you've seen in particular situations that are endemic of this particular problem? I can think of a couple of cases where what my couples have thought fought about is almost exclusively money. Um, one of the one of the people in the couple spent a lot of money, um, either internet shopping or just shopping shopping, and the other person worked nonstop and felt like they had to work nonstop in order to support the shopping habit of the other person. And had a lot of resentment because of that. Um, and this can become a huge, a huge relationship block. And I've seen that in a number of different couples. So how did these people work through it with this internet shopping problem? The internet shopping problem is, is, is a big issue because it can become actually addictive mm-hmm. to shop on the internet. Right. Um, and I've seen a number of different people have have to stop their internet use almost totally wow to stop what's, internet what's shopping the, what's the addiction what is the what is the uh, the reward that i mean I understand the reward is getting a present in the mail every other day <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's, there's it's nothing not like better there's... than coming home from work and having presents at your door i know and well i, I know i have children so believe me um <laughs> but uh, uh so it's not like they need to get a great deal they're they're so excited to oh i got you know 30% off, or I got this one thing that I've been looking for on eBay. It's just... No, it's really just the the high of getting packages, <laughs> you know? Um, I do like getting packages, I will say. It it's is, fun to get a package. Fun. It's it is. Fun. 
But when you need it that high every day or every other day and you or or, you know, the the home shopping network stuff where it is a deal, everything's a deal and there's only five left and you have to get get it before it runs out. You know, that stuff gets crazy. People are addicted to getting a deal. That People I know. People get addicted to getting a deal. That's how, Well, that's what selling is. That's it's, what selling it, that's is. The, that's the, you know, my, my friend would make a joke that's like, sale prices are, are nonsense. It's like, look, here's... That's right. I've taken Let money us mark off, it up and yeah, then mark right. it down again. Hey, you're getting a deal on the price that I made up. That's right. <laughs> so act fast. That's right. That's crazy. And so and so here's a husband. He's working, slaving away, and, and wife is just, money's going out the door. Interesting. You should make it husband and wife. Oh, was it husband? It was. It's, it's not, not always oh, that. It's not the always. Husband? Oh, it's not always on terrible. gender lines. You're right. It's. I shouldn't do that. And I and I see. I do see that in my line of work. I see all kinds of dynamics. You see I just it back and forth. It. I, I know. Do. We we assume it, and it's a common assumption. And and often, you know, it's not. Often it does fall on gender lines, but not always. Right. Um, either I, one can be the spender. I saw one couple who, kind of actually, is what you're talking about. Where you know the husband loved technology. Like mm-hmm. loved, just loved it. Technology, everything had to be the most technological, everything. The newest television, had the newest, you know, fridge. That with can get the expensive. internet fridge. An internet fridge. I need, that's what the I need. internet fridge. I need that like I need a, an extra hole in my head. Exactly. But people need it. And, you know, and uh, and then wife was the earner. And, yeah. And it, and it was a problem. Um, yeah. And, and often husbands don't feel the same need to check with their wife when they spend money. Why is that? Uh, it's a it's a gender bias we have in this in this society. Wow. Um, husbands feel like oh, I earn the money, I can spend the money, you know, True. and and wives have a grow up feeling like even if they earn money, they check with their husband when they're going to spend money. Hmm. Um, and it's an interesting bias we seem to have in this yeah. in this country. So they they feel a little bit worse when the husband goes off and spends whatever he wants to spend. And when they the feel like maybe they, they have money, no control, they have less control. They have no say. They have no say. They're sitting there. He makes his money. He does whatever he wants. What can I do? Exactly. And even if they make money, then they're like, there's the, the husband spending our money. Right. And I have less say. Maybe the husbands feel like, I mean, again, it's a gender bias issue, but you know, I'm, I'm so smart, you know, which the, the, the uh, inverse of that or the, the, the corollary to that is you're so stupid, which is obviously <laughs> terrible, but that's why we're in business, right? Um, and, and so they feel like they, they, they shouldn't ha- even maybe, do they ever feel insulted that they should even have to check? Oh, they absolutely feel insulted when I, when I suggest that they should check with their wives about spending. So are you able to get threshold. through to the bottom of that bias issue? Sometimes. Sometimes um, when I talk about it like that as a bias in our society and that it's not, it's, it's a, it's something that's not just them, you know, it's not, they're not, they didn't cause this problem. It's something they grew up with mm-hmm. and a bias they grew up with. And so we Are they need receptive to counteract to that? that. Sometimes they're receptive to that. And yeah. they ch- well, they'll actually change. And sometimes they'll change. And so there's hope. So there's hope. But sometimes they don't. But sometimes they don't. And then then they come to me. And so let's talk about what I see. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of uh, uh, similar things that you were discussing. Um, but in, in a divorce case, I mean, it's the not enough money. I don't see the, the uh, 
I guess, the psychological aspect of it. Mm -hmm. By the time it comes to me, it is what it is. And I usually hear one side of the story. Right. And if it's typically, stereotypically, the husband who is upset that he's earning money and wife is spending, uh, then, uh, you know, there's that's a common complaint. Um, I think right. I have seen, I remember one situation where wife was spending, but she earned her own money, but she spent a lot of it on just nice stuff. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and from our perspective, it just becomes a, okay, well, that's going to be, you know, your problem. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, when you represent the husband. Yeah. But even when I represent the wife, you know, unfortunately there's a little bit of a clinical view to it where it's like, well, you can spend the money, but it usually comes out of your end in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. But the, the not enough money problem, uh, it's so common. I mean, so we have to fill out these financial affidavits. Right. Our clients have to fill them out. And you, it's an entire inventory financially. So it's your entire budget, all your assets, all your liabilities. And it is a very, very rare day where I see somebody fill one of these out, honestly, and at the end of the month, they have money left over. Oh, like, right. At all. Right. I mean, it, you, this, you can make $5,000 a month. You can make $50,000 a month. You're and they spending, always manage to spend they it all. They manage to spend all of it and then some. And the credit cards, you know, I understand they can creep up, but there are, you know, you know, uh, okay, it takes a while and, and we just spend it on marital stuff, but there's definitely situations where people are like, hey, I'm just going to go take this trip or I'm going to go and just buy these clothes. What do you do when they rack up credit card bills during the divorce? Uh... I mean, well, I, I tell my I tell my clients to get your own credit card or stop uh -huh. using that credit card and let's make sure that we can sort of assign it. Uh, okay. And then it becomes a nightmare of finding out whether or not what they spent it on was actually like important and part of the you know related to the marriage, okay. and whether or not it was just you know crazy you know going out of town. Internet uh, spending. Internet spending, exactly. Um, so that can that can get always that's always fun and interesting, but. Um, and then we, we see those similar issues as well. A lot of it is the resentment. You know, the people who earn the money, I mean, I definitely see that. I earn the money, I'm going to control it. Um, you know, how dare you spend it? Or, you know, uh, uh, and that's a problem. And there's sometimes it's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, it's not. I don't, it's like, you know, judicial therapy where, <laughs> you know, hey, if you don't let go, well, we're going to make you let go. And you're just going to write a check. And guess what? She gets to spend it on whatever, whatever she, she wants. wants. And that's always a common question of, you know, so this child support. So can I control how, how she spends yeah, it? How, how do I make sure she only spends it on shoes for the kids? I say, I'm sorry, you had children with these people, and she's going to be taking care of, uh, of of your kids for the time being. Most of the time, you're going to have to trust that she'll keep them alive, and she'll spend the money on shoes. And if not, not. I have noticed that men who have to give money to their wives in divorce settlements are never happy about it. No. No matter how little or how much it is, or how little or how much money they have. Well, I mean, the ones that you see aren't happy about it. I have definitely had men clients who are just like, whatever, let's just move on, and they're okay with it. They usually do well. But, hmm. um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of resentment issues. Yeah. I had a case right now where it's like, you know, husband, we're talking about camp expenses, right? Uh -huh. We're talking about getting applying for scholarships and, and stuff for, for camp. Mm -hmm. And... You know, your husband is probably, he earns a less than, than wife, so he, he's able to get a better discount. But he would rather cut his nose to spite his face. He doesn't want her to have any providence of his discount, you know. And it's for no real reason other than just to make sure. It's just all. To be spiteful. Principle. It's spite. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, which is unfortunate. But, uh, uh, yeah, the amount of money issue, I mean, it bleeds into everything. I see a lot of 
again, keeping up with the Joneses. You know, we live in a nice neighborhood. We have to live in a nice neighborhood. We have to, you know, have the nicer house and and sort of put on, you know, the airs. And then all of a sudden you, you open it up and realize, oh, my God, people are living well, paycheck to paycheck. And you probably give people a lot of bad news when it comes to money in terms of having to downsize and having to move out of the nice neighborhood. I do. they can't I, afford to. Well, the reality tends to hit them. I think that... Um, so this was a problem a couple of years ago, not so much since uh, the economy's bounced back, but after the, the recession, people couldn't, uh, they wanted to get divorced, but they couldn't because they couldn't uh, afford. That, I still see that problem yeah. when when people don't have enough money that they have trouble getting divorced. Right. They have trouble separating or right. they live in the same house while they're getting divorced, which yeah. is That's another nightmare. Right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so we'd see these uh, uh, situations where, um, you know, they have to live in the same house. They can't sell the house. They can't support two households. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's obviously a problem because yeah. now you're sort of stuck with these people, uh, yes. or they're stuck together, they're stuck together and they, they don't have a, a way to get out, but you know, they, they can't, you know, they have, they're forced to live. But here's an interesting corollary. So isn't that the whole point of marriage Being in a weird way? Together? Kind of. Yes. You know, because it's not easy to leave. and It shouldn't be easy shouldn't. to leave. It's not. It shouldn't be. Does that ever work for a relationship where, like, well, we're stuck together, then, you know, maybe you have a couple that's been together 20, 25 years, and they went through some hard times, and thankfully, you know, they couldn't afford to get divorced, so they stuck, they were together, and man, did that, does that ever happen? You know, I think, I don't know if that happens, because I think once people decide that they're out, they're out. If they mentally decide that they're out, they tend to stay out. Mm. And even if they have to physically stay together, they mentally disconnect. And it's really hard to reconnect once you've mentally disconnected. And that's an issue, money or no or Money not. or no money. That's an issue. So there's never, so you don't really see it. Be, you don't see it where you know, they, they couldn't afford it. Now they're, they, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't truly check out then, right? Right. Yeah, if once you check out, it's pretty hard to check check back in. I mean, it's it's interesting because the divorce rate rose drastically after World War II, because women had sent their husbands off to war and expected them to die, and when they came back, they had disconnected from them. Oh, they had man. grieved them already. Oh wow! And they didn't expect them to come home, That's and crazy. so they couldn't reconnect to them. That's wild. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's. Uh... Do you ever see that now? I mean, now we're going you know, sideways from the money issue. But. I see people disconnect from each other and have a really hard time not divorcing then. Because once you disconnect and you're out mm-hmm. and you make that decision, it's really hard to go back. That's understandable, though. Yeah. Because it's a huge decision. It's a huge decision. And money is just, uh, just one part piece of, that. of it. Right? Yeah. All right. So going back to the money issue. So... Not enough money obviously leads to debt. Yes. Right. So, and uh, debt is a huge issue. Debt is a huge issue. The hard thing about debt for me is, from a practical perspective, in a divorce case, you can't assign it. You know, if you have you know a, a pile of money here, you get half, I get half, easy. But if there's a pile of debt here, you can't say, well, you get half because the credit card holder or the whatever bank, they're not going to just say, well, that's fine, we'll let you off the hook. They want everyone on the hook that they can. Mm-hmm. So that that's an issue w- with me, but. How about how does debt work in the relationship in your perspective where 
Well, um, it's it's difficult because um, it depends on who racked up the debt. If they racked it up together, it's not as hard. If one person racked up a huge amount of debt and the other person didn't really have a part of that, it can become very contentious because they know that when they when and if they get divorced, that debt will become partially theirs. And they hold a lot of resentment for that. So that's another reason to be resentful. So what are they what are they doing with this debt? Like when, when one party occurs it I mean, obviously there's the purses on the internet. We know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, or the fishing rods, I should say. You know, it doesn't need to be purses, right? <laughs> no. It could be all kinds, of, or the gizmos, right? Um, is there a, a, you know, anything else, any other reason they're incurring debts? Sure. People incur debts for all kinds of reasons. I mean, sometimes it's just living expenses because they can't, they really aren't bringing in enough money. But other other times it's it's just trying to keep up with the Joneses, like we said before. They really are trying to... Um, have a life that they can't afford, a life they envisioned, right. that they have in their mind that they think they deserve, but they can't afford. I was going to ask, like the entitlement. It's an entitlement issue. It's a dream issue. <laughs> you know, they have the a American dream. dream. Right. They have a dream or they have a vision of what they grew up with mm-hmm. and they think that they can still have that, but they really can't afford it. I remember when I was a kid. So I was in high school and it was an economics class and they brought in somebody, I think he's looking back, maybe been a financial advisor. And he told us we were all like in the 11th grade or 12th grade. And he said pretty starkly, he said, you know, it's a fact. You guys are not going to live nearly as well as your parents. That's just it. You're not going to have it as easy, which is true. Which is true. But we haven't really let go of that. Yeah. It's hard to let go of when you grow up with lots of money and lots of stuff. It's hard to let go of that dream and that vision. What about the people who don't grow up with a lot of stuff? Um, Then you have a split. You see people who um, kind of have this dream that they they feel entitled to a lot of stuff and they want a lot of stuff. And so they can go out and buy a lot of stuff on credit and they rack up a huge amount of debt. Or you see people who become really frugal and save a lot of money because they're afraid of going back to having nothing. I've seen that. I've seen that. I had one client that, you know, did fine. Her husband did well, but they managed to save, she managed to save a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, balked at like, you know, her husband bought her, you know, a low end luxury car, uh-huh. you know, some, nothing that was too extravagant. And she just was freaked out. Not freaked. Yeah. Freaked out. Isn't the right word, but she you know, always was like, I don't, I never needed that car. Yeah. I was fine with my, you know, my, my beater car. And, you know, my husband had to go and buy me this this nice car and it's just too much. It's so yeah. garish. And I'm like, yeah. it's literally. Like, because they, they don't, in their minds, they're so afraid of going back to having nothing. Right. That they just don't want to have the luxury. Right. Well, Denise, that, that, that was a lot of stuff. Yeah. That was, we got, huh. So we got credit card debt, we have internet spending, we got keeping up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. we got the American dream basically ruining us. There's a lot there. A lot there. There's a lot of people, a lot for people to think about. Yeah. And there's a lot more about money. There's a lot more about money that we'll come back to. Yeah. If we get future episodes, too much money. Too much money. Controlling money. Controlling money. uh, Financial abuse. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. So, fantastic. Well, thanks so much. Yep. Thank you. And that that was a good time. And we'll we'll, hopefully we'll we'll see. You guys will see hear us. You'll hear us in future episodes uh, here on Lovin' and Leavin'. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lovin' and Leavin'. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please find and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends about us. And of course, if you yourself are having personal or relationship issues that you would like to work on or need help with, and you live in or near Chicago, you can find me on the internet at deniseombre.com. That's A-M-B-R-E. Or call at 847-729-3034. Again, on the web at deniseombre.com or 847-729-3034. If you are unfortunately at a point where your relationship or marriage is not working and you need legal guidance, I am available. I focus on all aspects of family and divorce law, including child custody, support, dividing property, businesses, handling parenting time and visitation, and everything that goes along with it. You can visit me on the web at IllinoisDivorceLaw.net, again, IllinoisDivorceLaw.net, or call 312-878-1202 to set up a consultation. Again, 312-878-1202, and I would be happy to help. Please mention the podcast when you call. And if there's a topic you think we should cover, let us know on Twitter or Facebook. Thanks again, and join us next time on Lovin' and Leavin'.